Siege by James Mason The NSLF and the move towards revolution through armed struggle Quote, The guerrilla is never beaten. He will never negotiate away his freedom. He will never compromise his ideals. He will never surrender. History offers many examples of far larger and better equipped armies that were finally defeated by guerrillas. They can fight on for years, even generations. Guerrilla bands can fight in the cities, countries, forests, swamps, deserts, or mountains. They are everywhere, yet nowhere. They strike without warning and vanish without a trace. They take away with them the arms, food, and ammunition they will need to fight another day. The guerrilla is a grim fighter and a terrible foe. His strength is in his heart, in his love for his race, in his hatred for the enemy. End quote. Anonymous. Quote, a unit can either fight a real enemy, or it must lose. And again, a unit not fighting a real enemy is in the service of another power. There is no middle ground. If a unit is not fighting for itself, it is fighting against itself. End quote. Francis Parker Yaki. Quote, a lost man who has no belongings, no outside interests, no personal ties of any sort, not even a name, possessed of but one thought, interest and passion, the revolution. A man who has broken with society, broken with its laws and conventions. He must despise the opinions of others and be prepared for death and torture at any time. Hard towards himself, he must be hard towards others. And in his heart, there must be no place for love, friendship, gratitude, or even honor. End quote. Mikhail Bakunin Phase 1 has phased out. Hardly an individual receiving this bulletin will be unfamiliar with the name at the top. Lately, with an organization of the mass strategy set, and currently on my own at last, unlike all other ventures of the past, this one will succeed or fall flat due to the abilities or lack of them of just one person, me. No more excuses or dependence on different backers or front men, both of which have a way of never failing to screw up at the critical time. There will be those who say that I've been able to go through fronts and front men like a snake is skin. True. Up to a point. But that has ended now, and for two reasons. One, there are no more of them left. And two, those surviving that I am no longer with, or have never been with, are still getting nowhere at a blinding rate of speed. While the conditions in the country and in the world are becoming more and more revolutionary. I have been increasingly alarmed at this trend for quite a while, and my nerves won't allow me to sit back and continue to play more games while the storm clouds build. I have been associated with a lot of Nazi periodicals in the past. Some were original, some were assumed, 
and some were resurrected. Some lifted from others, and some were lifted from me. I've been sheared and condemned. I've been called magnificent, and I've been called everything from a white nigger to a slime-dripping reptile. As stated, I've been with the mass strategists. Started out there a long time ago, gone with the armed struggle, and back again with other mass strategists. Personally, I must say that I strongly favor the armed struggle. In format, I've issued everything from downright rags to thick journals to tabloid newspapers. I've learned that surprisingly, it doesn't much matter what the format is or its appearance. Not even what you say or how you say it. Just that you know what the hell you're talking about and who you are addressing it to. Why, for example, talk out of the side of your mouth in legalistic euphemisms, appealing to the noble instincts of a handful of right-wing types, while the bottom line must always come down to revolution, which scares them off? Why indeed break your back trying to get up a mass publication when you know damn good and well that the masses will never see it? A useless ploy directed at a useless bunch. Or could it possibly be that the whole point to this nonsense is some sort of personal thrill or kick? And, if luck is with you, maybe an easy living on the side. You can't try to do two contradictory things at once in a too-little-too-late fashion. But that's the history of the U.S. right wing, of which the Nazis are a part in all but ideology. The whole basis of the right wing was to try and hold, defend a shrinking perimeter, shouting, never, anti-this and anti-that. One can only be shoved over the brink so many times or trampled and annihilated up to a certain point when one must admit that if it was a defensive struggle that was being waged, it was lost a little while ago. You're listening to Vanguard Radio.